input to the Competition Commission's inquiry into grocery retail sector markets behavioral pattern impact on fair competition. It argues the impact is felt in the packaging, processing and production levels and also in the informal grocery retail sector. To further discuss this, we're joined uh, by the Sustainable Livelihoods Foundation's Director, Dr. Liv Peterson. Dr. Peterson, a very good afternoon to you. We, it's something I suppose we, we tend to lose sight of. Big business is good. We need an economy that is growing. But unfortunately, the more big business uh, expands, uh, clearly it squeezes out uh, small people. How serious is the situation that you've investigated? Hi, Stephen, and uh, thanks for uh, having me on the show. Uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's becoming a real issue within South Africa is that the concentration within markets. And, and I think you know, one of the key issues we're so desperate to resolve in this country is the issue around how to create more jobs, how to create better livelihoods for people, and, uh, and, and our submission to the Competition Commission, which was um, jointly with the Centre of Excellence in Food Security, was particularly interested in, you've got this incredible country of lots and lots and lots of smallholder producers, and, and on the other end of the table, you've got, you've got literally tens of thousands of micro-enterprises in townships, uh, trading on the side of the road, preparing, in, uh, preparing fast food, takeaway food, selling groceries, fruit and vegetables, um, and all of those businesses are effectively marginalised from participating within the formal economy. And there's a real problem here because if you want to create jobs and opportunities, we need to start looking at, at the grassroots of entrepreneurship. And it's something we're very, very poor at doing in South Africa. And in some respects, it's because we've got such a heavily concentrated economy which very much favours the very large players. And so if you're not in the top 100 JSE companies, it's very, very difficult to break in and to get into those markets. And I think this is a fundamental structural problem we face within this country. It's interesting. That's exactly what uh, monopoly capital is, uh, whatever hue it is, and uh, the, the debate on that is still out. Let's talk about these case studies that you've included in your submission because uh, clearly they, they unpack your argument pretty clearly. Yeah, pretty much so, hey? I mean, the, the, the key areas for us that are that are really fascinating uh, are, are the real challenges about how, well, about the, uh, particularly township markets, and this is our core, the core area of work. And over the last you know, seven, eight years, we've interviewed more than 10,000 township micro-enterprises. And, and some of the key things that are really striking is how the impact of things like shopping malls and supermarkets in particular have moved into the township environment. So I took a cursory look at a, a telephone book the other day from five years ago and uh, just for Cape Town alone, and within the, 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 the period of five years ago until now, um, we see just two of the major supermarket chains have opened up 20 new supermarkets within the broader Cape Town area, of which 15 directly compete with township micro-enterprise. Twelve of those supermarkets are right in the middle of the townships, another three are directly targeted to township communities. So when you think about it in that context, you realise what kind of threats these small businesses are very much under, or these micro-enterprises are really facing. And I think it puts these businesses at huge disadvantage. Um, and I think that's, that's just one example of where we see this incredible inequality within our economy and, and why we need to take a much more, I think, assertive approach into how we kind of um, change the structure of how our economy is working. The other thing which is of great interest, of course, is the number of South Africans who are on social grants. And, uh, you know, there's more people on social grants than who do anything else. That whole system, I understand, also affects the ability of, you know, small and micro enterprises uh, to operate. 
absolutely. I mean, one of the things that we're seeing, and, and it, I see why it's happened, but supermarkets in particular have been given uh, the, 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 the ability to be able to disseminate social grants to people. So of the millions of South Africans who are requiring you know, assistance from the state in forms of pension or child support grants or other kind of um, uh, payments, going to a supermarket becomes a very convenient place to access it. Now, of course, that also means that month end you see lots of specials in the supermarkets where people are going to cash in their social grants and then go and buy the food stocks that they require for the following month. This in itself isn't necessarily a problem except for the fact that you've now got all of these micro-enterprises within the township context, your spaza shops and your street traders and others, who are naturally going to be excluded from the opportunities that, that those social grant distributions basically take away. So in some respects, you've got a policy environment where the state is allowing these enterprises to be able to disseminate money, which also takes money away from those micro-enterprises, which is a very, very real challenge. Now, in terms of uh, some of the nuts and bolts of this, uh, let's take one of the bigger retailers and the way – take a Woolies, for, for instance, as a top-line uh, you know, retailer – they really, they've taken control of the source to consumer, haven't they, from, from the beginning to the end? Yeah. We, we're seeing an increasing trend, and this is a global trend, not just a South African one, where a lot of supermarket chains actually push the, the, the kind of the, the requirement for food safety and, and the end products to be manufactured literally on the farms. So a great example of that is a product like salad in a bag. So you can go into a supermarket, you can literally buy lettuce leaves in a bag, open the bag and eat them straight up. Now, if you think about 20 years ago when you would go to a supermarket and buy lettuces, you would get a lettuce, you would cut it open, there might be a bit of dirt on it or a slug or something else. If you think about the kind of investments that are required, a HACCP-certified technology, stainless steel, factory floors, to be able to produce food-grade vegetables from the farm floor to the supermarket, uh, and at the same time, you're thinking about trying to create new markets for small growers and for, for kind of subsistence farming. There's literally no possibility that small farmers are going to be able to access these kinds of supply chains. And on top of that, you've got supermarkets who are demanding uh, certain numbers, certain quantities, uh, certain prices, guarantees around accessibility and, and produce, many of which small producers can't do. And, and whilst I totally understand and accept that you have to have reliability in your supply chain, that you need to be able to predict you know, what, what produce you're going to have at certain times of the year, I'm not seeing the real efforts being made by the corporate supermarket sector to really try and engage with the challenges we face here. Now, we recently finished a piece of field work in, in rural Eastern Cape. We interviewed more than 100 uh, businesses uh, within the, the, the kind of rural area. And, and the vast, vast majority of those businesses are, made, are running those businesses because they're simply not getting by. And, and, and there's just not enough money in those economies to be able to make people thrive and to do well and to grow their enterprises and to make a sustainable living. This is where supermarkets could play such an incredible role in being able to tap into all of these little businesses, smallholder farmers, people who are producing the kind of produce that we are buying in the supermarkets and linking them into those supply chains that, so we can see a little bit more equity going on within our broader grocery kind of markets. We're going to leave it there with Sustainable Livelihoods Foundation's uh, director, Dr. Leif Peterson uh, from the University of the Western Cape.